The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. See, now I can't get Michael Jackson out of my head. Sorry, sorry. He did have a lovely catalog yes, of he material. Did. Yes, he did. Especially the early days. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and magic. 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 Nice. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we've got the headlines from around the tech world, and we explore the world of Harry Potter as he exists on tablets and phones. Really? Yes. Nice. He's, he's, he's been digital for quite a while, but yes, there's been has. some recent developments. But first, a rant. A rant? No, not a rant. I, you know, it was... A concerned citizen speaks up. <laughs> I got a really lovely gift from my a family. A gift? Oh, yes. so this is the opposite of a rant. Yes, this is an unrant. It is an unrant, a derant. Yes. I am deranting. What did you get? I got, for Father's Day, I got an Xbox One X. Whoa. Yeah. That's the latest um, it's beefy. model, right? Yeah, yeah, it's beefy. I was actually surprised. I figured, I know exactly what happened. Yeah. My wife, the kids, went to Best Buy or wherever, GameStop, mm-hmm. and they asked, okay, what should I get my husband? And they pretty much upsold him on, uh-huh. <laughs> on the Xbox One. And that also means, the big news is, that I'm off the PlayStation now. Whoa, no this more is a big step for you. You were PlayStation for years and years and years, Decades, right? decades. And you know why I'm leaving? Because of that ridiculous policy, which they promised they were going to change, but they never did, that does not allow backward compatibility to PlayStation 3 games. So there's no reason for me to get a PlayStation 4. I don't want to have to rebuy all my games. Mm-hmm. It's insulting. It's annoying. It's frustrating. And you know what, Sony? You lost a customer. And you're tired Period. of buying the White Album over and over again. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And you know what? I understand that only a very small percentage of people play older games on a new console, but I'm one of these people that love playing old games. It's nostalgia. It's like watching old movies. I still play Serious Sam on my on my laptop. I tell you, it's they, like a twenty-year-old game. They really dissed the uh, the community there who had been with them for all those years. Exactly right. So now I, it's like starting from scratch. It's very exciting because I've never been an Xbox person, and I got all this these these legendary games that I can start from the beginning. With. Halo, yes, Halo, uh, you know, Gears of War, all these games, and you know what? It's fun. And on top of that, we got the Switch. The kids can play Mario Kart, and I can play Mario Kart whenever. And I got Doom oh, okay. on the Switch. Which so Casa Rosado is like fully tricked out here as a video arcade. <laughs> we, have, we have four gaming consoles Ooh, right now. That's a LAN party. Uh, yeah, that is definitely a LAN party. And you know what? I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to make very difficult choices soon. Yes. Well, just remember what Sony did to you when it comes yes, time that's to right. you know, that's right, throw somebody Sony. off the bus here. You burned a bridge, pal. Mm-hmm. You burned a bridge. You so know, I am all Xbox, Microsoft, in. I'm in. And you have the latest one. Can, can you... Yeah. Make a sky and pancake on top of the console <laughs> as it churns away with this mighty processor. I haven't actually been able to play it that long. You mm-hmm. know, I've just messed around with it, got, got familiar, set it up the whole nine yards. I'm pretty sure the kids are going to enjoy it a little more than Papa will. But uh-huh. you know, I'll, I'll get there. You know, they're they're hard and fast rules. No violent, no first person shooters for the kids. We can play all the you know the the, the age appropriate. Yes, games. The, the questing games. Right, yes. but Wolfenstein and all that stuff. That's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, those are your. After hours gaming time. Oh, yeah. I got to shoot some uh, zombies. I'm sorry. You know, you, you, after a long, stressful day, you, you really need that release. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's perfectly fine. Yes. So I'm enjoying it. 
All right. So uh, shall we do some news? Sure. Uh, it's a lot of legal and governmenty stuff yeah, up top. Right. Uh, Is it going to freak me out? Probably not. Okay. It may it may make you sigh. Oh, or, well, yeah. Uh, well, I've been whatever. sighing nonstop. But don't start with the net neutrality thing in California. I'm already. I told yeah, you. Yeah. What did I say the last yeah, show? Someone was going to mess it someone up. Someone was going to mess it up, and here's this schmuck mm-hmm. messing it up. Oh, wait. I can't say that word. Is that acceptable? It, to Yiddish speakers, they may, they may object because it is um, technically an obscenity. In Yiddish, I don't know if our clean tag speaks Yiddish. Right, exactly. To all the Yiddish mm-hmm. listeners and fans out there, forgive me. Mm-hmm. That was a rude statement, but I stick by it. Yes. He's, I'm uh, doubling down. Yes. Tripling down. All right, so I'll, I'll talk about that one later, later in the okay, show. Fine. Yeah, but uh, this this thing that just uh, came out, everyone's alerts uh, end of the week about the Supreme Court yes. uh, saying that uh, states could tax online retailers, oh. which is kind of huge because a lot of people, in addition to not having to get in the car and go to the mall, liked ordering stuff online because you're not to pay sales tax on it. This right, was a if little it extra perk. Right, if it wasn't in your home state or yes, anywhere Yes, if you do near. not have an Amazon processing plan in your state, yeah. you could get goods without the taxes. So, so this will probably have an impact on not only Amazon, but all of the big major online vendors. Yes. And maybe on if you look on the bright side, maybe brick and mortar will get back in the game. Uh, uh, the little mainstream, I mean, what's I'm left s- of them, yeah, the mainstream stores. I don't, I don't see there being a Yeah, I, I, they there. can never match the sort of no. deep price cutting just because of the mechanics of having a physical property. Exactly. But, but yeah, th- this was kind of a big thing, and very I, people I remember in the '90s had been complaining about online goods not being taxed right. and how this was totally unfair. And so, 20 years later, it's finally got a decision here. Finally got a decision, but you know what? That will not make me stop using these online services because yeah. it's a habit. It's fully ingrained. Yeah. What do you do now? You order two or three of things if you're buying clothes. Yeah. Right. You go to the measurement stuff. I mean, please. Yeah. You don't even have to leave the house. Or the couch. Or the you couch. Just sit there and yeah. shop, shop, shop. Sorry, folks, but I don't see a renaissance. It Although, was... except when I open up my record store. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but but maybe states who, who will benefit from this uh, can use the tax money to roads and bridges and schools, maybe. Okay. Yeah, put put All that right. money towards good use. You are a half full kind of person. I'm aren't always you? looking for the bright side. I hear you. Always life. look up yes. the bright side. Of yes, because you know sometimes the news can be challenging. Great. Um, no, that song is in my head. Yes, uh, but for anyone uh, out there looking to fill their schedules this fall and winter, the Federal Trade Commission will be holding uh, public hearings. I love public this, hearings. This could be an exciting night on the town. Oh, you yeah. know, dinner and a public hearing. <laughs> Um, the FTC is exploring whether the state of the consumer world, uh, major changes in the economy, evolving business practices, maybe the sales tax thing, yeah. technologies and international develops <coughs> tariffs, um, mm-hmm. might require the government to make adjustments to uh, the consumer protection enforcement and competition rules, uh, you know, laws that sort of stop monopolies and all that kind of thing. So if, if maybe the state of the world uh, makes our rules look outdated, they're going to have public hearings talk about this. Also talk about enforcement priorities, what the policy should be. Haven't announced a firm concert tour dates yet, but I believe it is uh, later this year. The FTC will be doing its roadshow. So just keep it in the back of your mind. Is it a Live Nation thing? It's a Live Nation thing, Concert right? t-shirts, nice. those big red solo cups Merch, with the logo on it. Yeah. Merch desk. Oh, I got to get gonna, the t-shirt. It's yeah. going to be huge. Listen, I hope you're going to follow up this 
with the whole Disney 21st Century Fox merger. Oh, right? to, yeah. yeah. To, not, speaking of monopolies. Yes. Yeah. They, see, that would be a segue. Yeah. Like yeah. No, I, I, I did not do that. Oh, I had okay. another uh, policy item oh, okay, here. Okay. Here we go. But, uh, but since you brought it up, you yes, know, there you, there you go. Disney and that, because they, they kind of blocked Comcast out of the deal here. And oh, Disney yeah. They totally kind of like shoved them out of the way. Comcast was like, here, here's 60 billion. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Disney was like, uh, they looked in the sofa cushions. Yeah. And found that's the yeah, only the Incredibles two that made one hundred eighty million dollars, whatever. Yeah, another they, twenty billion they dug out of the sofa cushions. But you know what this means, though, if it happens, because it's still time tenuous. Yes, hold on to your hat. X Men, Avengers, crossover. Here we go. You know, I guess those are the benefits of being a Thank uber you. mega conglomeration. <laughs> and this does this bring the Simpsons into the Disney fold too? Because they're does. Fox yes. Entertainment, right? Yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah, they own our, everything. Disney owns everything. All of our entertainment is going to come from one big pipe. Oh, yeah. The Disney pipe. Yeah. So it's I a small there. world after all. <laughs> Thank you. You saved me from a rude joke. Yes. Thank you very much. Nicely Sorry, well, if you want to say your rude joke, no, I'll, no, no, I'll get no, out of no. the way. That's, that's for Pop Tick Jam After Dark. Yes. Yes, you can hear the sort of jingle of the swing <laughs> yeah. gold medallions and the rustle of velvet. Oh, we should do that Mr. Smith Jazz, yeah. We should do that. One of these days. I'll uh, wear silk pajamas. All right. So, so uh, Disney and Fox yes. looking up there. Um, back to policy discussions. Yes. The White House is said to be doing research for a new policy on consumer data privacy. Uh, Gail Slater, who is a special assistant to the president for tech, telecom, and cyber policy at the White House National Economic Council, uh, I guess is meeting with industry groups. They're trying to, you know, maybe get a few ideas uh, buzzing here about what the policy should be. And I believe, uh, from what I've read, uh, this sort of sudden interest in, hey, let's make some policy, is because of the thing happening in Europe with Mm -hmm. the uh, General Data Protection Regulation. And Europe is sort of in charge here, basically, or has been dominating all the headlines about consumer data privacy. Uh, The U.S. is like, well, wait a minute. Europe's got its own big rules. we got to get some rules of our own. So uh, it's panicked some regulatory agencies and companies here in the U.S. who find that they have to comply with these European regulations. So I guess the U.S. is, you know, having its, you know, well, you know, hey, we're going to write some of our own now. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. The European Parliament, fresh off an exciting year of legislation already, is looking into digital copyright reform. Really? But some freedom of expression advocates are kind of worried about this. Okay. We, we've generally sort of nodded towards Europe uh, because they have uh, wanted to protect the consumer. This uh, EU legislative committee uh, is working on this new stuff. It reports a draft of the adopted Article 11, which I've already had a preliminary vote on, Mm -hmm. uh, says protection of press publications concerning online uses. Uh, That's the sort of subtitle of the legislation. And what this does is it targets news aggregation sites by setting out requirements for those sites to obtain licenses to use bits of journalistic content from the original publisher. Wow. So this is kind of big. Like, you think of all of the sites that we have that aggregate and yep. just have stories from everywhere. Yes, indeed. In Europe, that this might be uh, getting a little dubious here. Uh, critics have dubbed this the link tax. Mm. And I don't know how much it will be. It's like, oh, it's a, a penny a link or a penny right. a click or whatever. Right, right. right. But uh, this is sort of forming there. I don't know if it's been officially ratified, but this is what the draft legislation says now. It's fascinating, though. Yes, uh, Article 13, because mm. you can never, you know... What happened to 12? Yeah, 12 was like, you know, Windows 9. Oh, okay, just, I got Yeah, now, Article 13, I think, is the other one that sort of got people's attention. Maybe Article 12 was more benign, but Article 13 of the legislation, uh, which is under the subhead, Use of Protected Content by Online Content Sharing Service Providers, makes platforms directly liable for copyright infringements by their users. Hmm, mm. who might this have yeah, exactly. Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, everyone. Yep. And if this was to go through... 
Facebook and Twitter and all of the content platforms uh, may possibly have to create filters that monitors all uploaded material to check for potential violations. Mm. Critics of this section refer to it as censorship machines, and uh, the critics always have these trendy of course they hashtag do, yeah. words. Censorship machines, and they point out this kind of thing could actually quash internet memes and animated GIFs and all those fun little things that come flying through our feeds. Don't mess with my GIFs. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, they're they're brewing up a big pot of legislation there. Uh, Back still off there, cowboy! I guess most of these rules will apply to uh, Europe or yes. the European Union. Yes. So as long as your meme was created here in the U.S., you should be okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Good old American memes. You know, but sometimes yes. those European memes are just so yeah. slick and trendy. They're, yes, they're so slick and trendy, and those Japanese memes are cheap. Yes, hey. and very efficient. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna get busted for that. Of course we are. But you know what? Actually complete little side trip here as mm-hmm. we are wont to do on the show i have decided because of all sorts of news that i've been basting in percolating percolating in, in that i'm just going to assume that everyone on twitter is a bot or a troll that's it's probably kind of the, not a bad assumption yeah you know it's like a baseline thing. yeah you got to prove to me you're actually a human yeah once you do that so it's like the opposite of a captcha. Exactly. Maybe it is a captcha. You have to prove that you're not the robot. It's my yeah. own personal captcha. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to put signposts and stuff. People have to come, yes. come forth and ID Absolutely. themselves as- Everyone's a troll. Yes. Everyone's uh, a bot. Yes. Probably not a bad plan. Probably not a bad thing. Thank yes. you. Thank you. All right. Now let's get this California thing over with. Oh, yeah. I okay. Let's do were, Yeah. I've been sighing you. left and right. California's net neutrality bill has hit a major pothole in the mm. California Assembly, as Al Kaiser alluded to earlier in the show- The bill, the toughest proposed as far as restoring broadband consumer protections, was amended in committee and changed to make it significantly weaker than it was when it arrived from the California State Senate. While the amended bill still in theory stops ISPs from throttling or blocking legal content and from creating tiered lanes, it introduced a number of loopholes that many fear would give broadband providers the room they need to just wiggle around those restrictions. Mm -hmm. Like fees. Yes. Being able to introduce... Yes, uh, State Senator Scott Weiner, the bill's sponsor, told Wired his legislation was hijacked and he might withdraw from consideration in its weakened state. This report may be slightly out of date, too, by the time everyone hears it because they were going back and forth and trying to fix it. But he said at the time, uh, this bill is amended, doesn't protect net neutrality anymore. He says, I don't support those amendments and I'm not interested in passing a bill that is watered down so severely. Now, the amendments in question were offered by Assemblymember Miguel Santiago, the chairman of the Communications and Conveyance Committee, whose critics uh, noted that he received at least $54,000 in donations from the telecommunications industry in the 2016 election or since the 2016 election, I believe right. AT&T. A major foe of this legislation was perhaps uh, giving him some envelopes of cash. They were writing checks, as they say. Yes. And I love the claim claim that he is fighting the telecom industry. Yes. As his office made the statement, he said they were fighting the Trump administration and the industry. But they're cashing the checks. Yeah, they're cashing the checks. So uh, this is what is apparent. People have looked at his record and said, look at this donation. Mm Mm-hmm. The information's out there. Uh, we will link to the story. So if you uh, want to make sure we're not uh, totally piling on the assembly member here, uh, which we kind of are. But yeah, we are. You can read it for yourself and see what you think. Hey, but, facts uh, are facts. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so, so not, not a happy uh, outcome so far. Don't know if the Senate will come back with a even superpowered bill or figured out how to avoid mm, this kind of thing now. in the future. But uh, now it's up to New York, right? You know, New York always has to take the lead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I actually found out because of this situation that the FCC actually 
ruled that states cannot. Oh, yeah, they did pass a law that states cannot do their they own. Did. So this is sort of going to be, uh, I can expect this, this is, is going to be a, this. a Supreme Court yes. issue. Yeah, yes. it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be SCOTUS bound. Yeah, so whatever happens. Uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, we'll have to something to complain about. Of course. Yes, yeah, so happier topics, because okay. I know you like them. I do. Instagram, the popular photo sharing service owned by Facebook that now has a billion with a B users of its own. Billions and billions. Just launched a new venture called IGTV. I saw that. Not to be confused with HGTV, which is people trying to buy houses. Right. This is IGTV, which allows users to watch long form, full screen, vertical videos from Instagram creators. I can't flip my house on the thing? No, 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 you did. Well, if you do it vertically, you can. (laughs) And I guess you get up to an hour to, to. Oh boy! But yeah, it's uh, they're they're moving into. I guess they're going to talk to their their big name creators who have little followings right. and and try to get some kind of network mojo going there. IGTV will be rolling out globally in the next few weeks uh, on Android and iOS, and uh, the Instagram Help Channel has more information online if you are a big Instagram video person and you want to explore this more. I think up to now, videos are maybe limited to a minute. Mm-hmm. They're about. So this, this is 59 more minutes you can have in your Instagram video, and it has to be vertical. So I'm not saying a word because I'm already getting annoyed by the uh, the pop-ups telling me, so-and-so has started a video. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm here to look at pictures of people's dinners. Thank you. Hello. Yes. Hello. I love the glossy lighting on the asparagus. Right. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Did you just insult some of your friends on Instagram? No, I just insulted asparagus. Oh, there you go. Okay. Not asparagus. a big fan of asparagus. Yeah. Oh, I um, love asparagus, actually. Really? All right. Well, we'll, yeah. we will have to agree to a disagree there on the virtues go. of asparagus. There you go. Rumors of Facebook making people pay to use the service have circulated for years, and now Facebook is confirming a new business venture. Not quite what you think. Uh, the company announced that it was experimenting with the notion that administrators who voluntarily run group pages can make those pages subscription only and charge money to group members, uh, I guess, to pay them for their time for maintaining these issues and moderating because you always have moderation that must happen in these groups. <coughs> yes. Uh, Porn. Pr- <coughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, prices uh, in this experiment range from $5 to $30 a month for access. Did I mention porn? That's probably in yes, the $30 probably, yeah, range. But I think there's, I'm sure there's some craft groups and uh-huh. some cooking yeah. clubs yeah. and, yeah. 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 Porn. <laughs> yes. Prawn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so they're, but they're just testing this they're now. They're testing it's, it out. Yes. Yeah, okay. so, so it's Fine. not, not fully rolled out yet, but okay. every time they seem to test something. Uh huh. Yeah. I haven't bet you a pizza in a really long time. So I'm this might hungry. be, yeah, you see, yeah. I think we should bet a pizza on this one. All right. Guarantee you there will be, it would be prawn central. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook, uh, pay to play. Yes. <laughs> all right. We'll see, uh. <laughs> See where that comes. I think we uh, just lost our clean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I'm back. Moving on. Moving on. Now, Microsoft, apparently realizing that Apple News and Google News are popular apps for news, uh, just announced a revamped Microsoft News app for Android and iOS. I can't remember if they had one before. It was MSN.com. They had something, and they've made it better, and they've called it Microsoft News All Reborn. Oh, yeah, there we go. And uh, it's based on the same system that calls headlines for MSN.com, Microsoft Edge, the News app in Windows 10, the Xbox, of which you're a new owner, Skype, and Outlook.com. So. So they're aggregators that go out and grab news uh, for all of these different Microsoft platforms are, are now focusing their strength and they're part of this Microsoft News app. So and now they got to pay soon. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> with the link text. There you go. Yeah, so if you were tired of Google News and Apple News, uh, you can have Microsoft News. MS News. Yes, there, there you go. 
There is some concern that the current tariff slap fight between the U.S. and China will raise the price of consumer electronics manufactured in China. Anyone who gets parts and stuff from China, if their electronics or whatever are in these tariff taxes, it's going to make our things more expensive over mm. here if everything mm. goes through. Who's that going to affect? Practically no one. Yeah, no, it's uh, mm. we're watching this one. Uh, you know, just the disruption of the supply chain uh, mm-hmm. makes makes people nervous. Apple's promised air power wireless charger is also said to be suffering delays, not because of tariffs, but because engineers are trying to figure out things like sensor placement and not having the mat overheat. Um, Bursting into flames? Yeah. Yeah. uh, No one wants to put their phone down on a flaming mat. (laughs) No, no. Um, Uh -uh. So so that's why, because remember when they announced that the iPhone 8 series and the 10 would be wireless charging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in all fairness, somebody might. Yeah. But not anyone... Not not anyone reasonable. Yeah, and it, with all their faculties. Yeah, just say. Yeah, so uh, you know. So if you were just waiting on the edge of your seat for the air power wireless charger, back up a little bit under the there seat more because yeah. you don't want to fall off. It's going to be a while. Slow down there, Buckaroo. Yes, uh, but in better news uh, for the company, Apple has said it's ordered two shows from Sesame Workshop, the maker of Sesame Street. Hmm. Uh, one show will be a live action uh, thing, and the other thing will be animated. And in addition, Apple has put out a Sesame Workshop series centered on puppets. Uh, they're going to put that oh. into development. So maybe we'll see some Sesame puppets. Wow. Love, the, love the Sesame Street. Muppet grew of up course, on that. Yeah. Learned to count and spell with That's them. That's right. I was a kindergarten dropout, and I learned how to read from Sesame Street. It was it was a wonderful thing, and I was yeah. living in North Dakota at the time where we saw it in English and French. There you go. And when That's you got right. your Spanish lesson in French, it, it could make you a little nice. worried about your language uh, abilities. And when I would go to Puerto Rico, Plaza Sesamo. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's, it's uh, we love this. I actually Street. recorded for them a very many years ago. I did really? I work for the Sesame Workshop. All right, so you and Big Bird yeah. hanging oh, yeah, out after work. Oh, way back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Knocking back a few. Yeah, taking in a game Yankee Stadium. That's that right. Thing. There you go. All I'd right. never sit in back of them, though. Yeah. I'd never no, sit behind. Forget about seeing the game. Exactly. Yeah. Apple now has 15 series uh, in the works for the streaming service. It plans to start next year to compete with Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and everybody else who's streaming. Mm-hmm. But also on the entertainment beat here, MoviePass, the subscription service beloved by broke cinephiles and those who like cheap tickets, is getting some competition here. Yes, it is. Industry heavyweight AMC Theaters has announced its own subscription service. The new service is called AMC Stubbs A-List. And for $20 a month, subscribers can see up to three movies a week. AMC allows its subscribers to watch any movie in its theaters, of which it has many theaters, and any available showtime in any format, including 3D and IMAX, the really pricey ones. MoviePass, as some may know, allows only one 2D movie a day, and I guess you can only see that movie once. You know, you can't keep going back to see the same movie. You can only see it once in the rotation. AMC service also allows movie fans to book tickets in advance, a feature that was not really available with MoviePass no, either. But all that said, AMC said it will still continue to accept MoviePass in all of its theaters. But uh, if you go to the movies a lot, $20 a month, you get to see up to three movies a week, mm-hmm. and they can be the big expensive movies that would cost more than $20 in New York to see anyway, like your big IMAX 3D. Yeah. So, so this this could be advantageous for, uh, especially if you live near a cluster of AMC theaters. Yes. Just wear stretchy pants and sneak some uh, cheese doodles in. Yeah, That's all yeah. I'm saying. And, you want to save a little money. And get those remodel ones of the recliners and the yes. big cup holders because those are yes. nice stadium seating. That's sweet. Yeah. Except I fall asleep in those things, but that's a different story. Well, don't, don't tilt back quite yeah, as far as you exactly. And have some more fizzy brown yeah. water. There you go. 
Oh, and uh, on Xbox, uh, since we talked about your Xbox, uh, yeah. Microsoft has decided that the Xbox console may not be the best place to have a virtual reality gaming experience after all. Mm -hmm. Now, in 2016, as we used the time machine to go back, uh, the company announced that its newest devices would be capable of delivering, quote, high-fidelity virtual reality, end quote. But now the company claims not to have any specific plans to bring VR to the Xbox, and it really just wants to focus its mixed reality attention on the PC mm -hmm. as a gaming platform. So, Well, uh, I can tell you right now, the Xbox One X. Mm -hmm. You know what it's called? Xbox One X, yes. Yeah, I get confused about yeah. Xbox One X, X1, One it's X. Like, yeah. yeah, it is. But there's also Xbox One S. Yeah. But anyway... This thing's beefy, so it could definitely do the so VR stuff. So if someone stuff. were to develop, it yes. could. They just it uh, could conceivably run it without a problem, without breaking a sweat. Yeah, so perhaps an outside developer should sweep in and just take care of those mixed reality things on your console. I could read the specs for you, but I know there's petaflops involved. Oh, just so wow. you know. Are you folding like, proteins with this thing too? That's <laughs> yes, actually in my yes. spare time. Yes. Yes, always good to help humanity. Yeah. Speaking of helping humanity, IBM is putting out a call for code, which it calls a, quote, worldwide multi-year initiative that inspires developers to solve pressing global problems with sustainable software solutions, nice. end quote. A lot of business words in there. Is, yes. But uh, as stated, the project seeks developers to create apps that improve disaster preparedness. Uh, they also want that can help build communities mm -hmm. uh, that have been struck by crisis. Right. And uh, safeguard the health and well-being of individuals and institutions. We have had a number of major national uh, disasters, That's international right. disasters, oh, yeah. global disasters. Uh, and uh, this seems like a nice, uh, nice timing here for the project. In addition to IBM, the Linux Foundation, the UN Human Rights, and the American Red Cross are all supporting the call for code. And we'll have details on our website cool. if you are a developer and have some ideas about how to uh, create apps and services that could come into play in times of great crisis. Loving it. Yes. And finally, and finally, an item near and dear to those who enjoy podcasts. Really? Who could that be? Mm. Google has finally released its Google Podcasts app. Nice. Now, right now, yes, we've been waiting for a while. Yeah. Uh, right now it's available in the Google Play Store for Android. And the app is integrated with the Google Assistant software uh, and all the devices connected to your Google account. Uh, Google Assistant likes to suggest things for you. Mm. Maybe the system will, you know, oh, you, you looked at this on the web. Maybe you want to hear a podcast about it. I'm seeing some of that. Like PopTech Jam. Yes, uh, a, a fine podcast to yes. download. Uh, Google says the app comes with personalized recommendations based on all that data they scrape from you. <laughs> Oops. That, that was that loud, yeah. Oopsie. Personalized recommendations, and it's also forming a partnership with industry experts to improve diversity in podcast creation. Well, I know a very diverse podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Yo Google. Yeah, Yo Google. Yo Google, we'll give a little jingle here. Hit us up. Our DMs are open. Yes. So, so that's it for the news this week. Nice. Uh, very nice. Bit of a ramble there, but I think yeah. we covered a lot of ground. Um, so for anyone out there who wants to uh, dial it back and actually read the things we were <laughs> talking about, uh, you can find a page of festive links available for you online at poptechjam.com. Up next, we're going to talk about Harry Potter. You know that Facebook thing is all prawn, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Totally. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, you, sir, as a parent, I know you have had some issues with freemium games. Oh, I hate freemium games. Seriously, hate freemium games. Yes, yeah, so for anyone out there who does not game, freemium games are games that say free to play, and then maybe you get 
few minutes into it and yep. you either run out of energy or you need to do something that compels you to buy something from the game developer yep. to continue on during the game. It's usually coins. Yeah, coins, gems, yeah. crystals, mm-hmm. th- some form of, of rustic currency. Baguettes, anything. Yes, yes. So uh, so I don't play a lot of freemium games. If, if I'm going to game, I'm going to go all in and just pay. But yep. I was uh, reviewing one for a publication. Mm-hmm. Happened to be the new Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery. Okay. Which was very uh, highly anticipated. It claimed to be the first role-playing game uh, in the Harry Potter world that lets you enroll as a Hogwarts student. Uh, nice. People who know the books know that the Hogwarts Academy of... I'm going to screw up the name. The Hogwarts uh, School for uh, Witchcraft and Wizardry. Right. However, whatever it's called, Hogwarts. Yeah, uh, Hogwarts. Yeah, which uh, p- people love to be the students because that was a big part of the movies yeah. and the books where the kids going to the school and learning their lessons as, as little witches and wizards. This was going to be an RPG that lets you go through that path and discover the school for yourself. And they had some of the actors from the movie doing some of the voice. Maggie Smith is uh, in it. And Very nice. And the visual design of it is based clearly on the movie interpretations of the books. Right. So it had a lot of buzz and it came out in April and people immediately fell on and began to play it, and then they sort of realized within 20 minutes to half an hour, your character runs out of energy due to, I'm not going to spoil it, an incident, and you either have to wait for an hour for it to build back up, or you have to pay money for gems. And so people will go and say, well, how much are these gems? And one of the packages, like, it was the largest amount that you could get was $99.99. Womp womp. That is a lot of money, especially if the child or anyone who's playing it is uh, running this off of a credit card. It's not theirs, but it's the parental credit card. So Uh, No, that's not happening. Yeah, so so this is our little PSA that if you are the parent of a gamer and they have their own device, make sure that if all of the games are being billed to your card that you have protections in there where the child has to ask permission uh, to buy and you, you can lock them out with the parental restrictions in both Android and iOS to stop in-app purchases. I hate yeah. So, so I kind of had high hopes for the Potter thing, and I played it because I was reviewing it. And visually, it's very nice, and they've sure made a huge effort to make it be as multicultural and diverse as possible. And they have an intriguing storyline that you go in and, like, you're, you play, your character plays the younger sibling of a former student who has gone rogue, and you have to kind of find out what happened to the brother. And there's a, a mean girl who dogs you the whole time. Right. So. So it's, it's got some elements that people will recognize from the original plots of the books, but it's also lets you kind of carve your own uh, way. It got kind of panned when it came out. Uh, many Rightfully people were, so. Yeah, many people were dragging it. Um, it's something that could probably be fixed, though, if they just re-engineer the back end or at least make the early levels sort of easier to get through right. without putting the handout for the money. Yeah. It, it might go a long way. Um, but yeah. still, if you're interested out there, it's free to play. Just... Uh, be on guard, and and you can still keep playing freely if you just want to put it down for two hours or whatever while your character charges back up. Yeah, but what are the chances an eight year old's going to want to? Yeah, do it, it does kill the momentum. Yes. But uh, while I was in Harry Potter mode, and and it is a visually beautiful game, and I will mm-hmm. look at Maggie Smith in any yeah. format. I was sort of digging around to see well, what else, because this is a big year for Potterites. This is yes. the 20th anniversary of the publication of the Amazing. first book here in the U.S. I believe oh, right, Scholastic true. published it in '98. Uh, it came out in Britain. In 97, where it was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Stone, they changed it to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone here in the States. Because they claim we wouldn't understand. Yes, and Sorcerer sounds cooler. Yes, Uh, it does. So so Scholastic put out the the first book here in uh, 1998, and so they are having a very big year of anniversary. They are reissuing all the books with new covers. There's box sets. There's going to be a lot of Harry Potter 
uh, mania. Yeah, mania this year. Oh, and it, it will uh, possibly interest a new generation who fell between when the books came and when the last movie, because the last movie, I think, came out in 2009. So mm-hmm. it's been a while since the movies. And yeah, they're on sort of in a loop on a couple of cable stations where you just turn it on and there's always, always a Harry yeah. Potter movie on. Yeah. But if you missed all that and you can't afford to go to the Broadway show, the, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is playing up here. Right. Having a new editions of the books could sort of get this new generation interested again. My daughter refuses to read it. Really? She's, yeah, uh, she just doesn't want to. She, she just finds it. Uh, I don't know what it is. She just, I mean. Well, I, when she was old, she didn't like scary things. She did not she like worried scary about things. scary things? Yes, she was. But I think uh, I think this is just now because Papa likes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's for old guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's, she's into Voltron and anime and all that yeah, stuff. Well, but it's never too late to come it's back It's never around. too late. So while I was sort of thinking about Harry Potter, I said, well, let's see what they've done on the eBooks. And Apple had done this big enhanced edition rollout in 2015. Yeah where they had uh, gone in and they'd taken the original text of the books and they'd worked with J.K. Rowling, the author uh, of the whole franchise, and had added some animations and some little interactive things in the books right. and there were annotations from her that could pop up. And so if you wanted to pay nine ninety nine per title, you could buy all seven books in these enhanced editions. Uh, it was an iBooks-only thing for a while, which mm-hmm. for people who have Android were like, uh, yo, hello, not happy. Um, but here comes Amazon to the rescue uh, there because in addition to the books sort of coming out in different formats here and there, they've started doing a big illustrated versions, I think, for younger readers who need more pictures nice. or who just like to look at a beautifully designed book. Who doesn't? So they've got these uh, illustrated editions, and so Amazon is taking those and adapting them as they come out uh, for its Kindle in Motion series. And nice. so you get... You also get sort of interactive animations there, kind of gently moving things, really makes the illustrations pop off the digital page. And then you've got all the original text of the books. So if you're trying to introduce a kid to it or maybe, you know, you've read it in paper form and you want to see how it plays digitally, Mm -hmm. you can do these. And it's not all that. Those, I think, are about 10 bucks a pop, too. So you've got Harry Potter pretty much on, on all your tablet formats now. Love it. And for those who live in the New York area who are really into Harry Potter, the New York Historical Society is bringing that show over that Harry Potter history yeah, magic yeah, yeah, that yeah. was playing at the British Library last year and just closed, I think, this winter. It is coming over to New York this fall, and nice. I believe tickets are on sale ahead of time because it's probably going to be kind of popular. I, I imagine it will be. I saw it in London. It's an amazing show. What they do is they marry up elements from the books, like, oh, we're going to potions class where we've got herbology, and they show you artifacts from the British Library's collection of ancient books of herbology and wow. maybe where uh, some of this stuff comes from just in, in the eyes of the writer and and how like astrology and astronomy mm-hmm. and all this uh, kind of tie in. So it's a fascinating melding of a completely fictional world with things that are known throughout history. And the nice. British Library has a very deep collection. So it was totally cool and I loved it. And there's an interactive version of the adult catalog for that coming out, but not until later in the year. Mm-hmm. If you have a young reader, though, you yes. can get the static junior version of the catalog. It's called uh, Harry Potter, A Journey Through a History of Magic, and it's sort of scaled down to a reading level nice. for uh, 14 and under. Nice. But you can see some of the items in the show, and they're on the pages, and you can read it on your tablet there. And it's a nice little sort of uh, connecting the the Harry Potter show and the world and here's these all here's all these old books that mm-hmm, are totally mm-hmm. cool and there's spells and things in them even though the witchcraft didn't probably work quite as well in, in reality. You never know. But it was sort of it's sort of nice just to see uh, that these things are available and if you cannot get to New York if you're a huge Harry Potter fan and you cannot get to New York and you're just so upset that you're going to yeah. miss a show yeah. 
the Google Art and Culture Center has done a very lightweight, and lightweight meaning it's not like super jam-packed, but they have a uh, digital version of the show that was up in London at the British Library mm-hmm. that they have done with the British Library where you see uh, some artifacts from the show. There's some interactive elements. Cool. And if you're just sitting at home and you kind of wanted to know what all of us was about, I will have a link to that uh, online exhibit as well. But it was very nice because Google will occasionally do these, their yes. arts and culture. Yeah department and bring these sort of limited edition shows to the rest of the world. So I, I enjoyed the digital version as much as I enjoyed walking through the exhibit in oh, that's London cool. myself. That's very cool. And I will probably go to the New York one because I am just that big of a geek. There you go. There you go. I got to get my kids into it, man. I, I, you know what I have to do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my son mm. into it. I'm going to start reading. He likes him. the dark things. He Voldemort, does. Voldemort. Voldemort. I, are you kidding me? I show him Voldemort yeah. in the movie, but I'm going to read him the book first. Yeah. I'll start with the first book and then go, you know, even though he reads really well, but you know, but if I, because I can do the voices. You can and do the voices, yeah. And then sometimes, because I was reading the first book to my niece, who's eight, because yeah. that's maybe slightly young to get into the books, but, yeah. she, but she's a very advanced reader, yeah. but we started with Sorcerer's Stone yeah. and the build up to that chapter is actually kind of slow. Like if you're a kid yeah. and you're just starting this yeah. because it's all about the Dursleys yeah. and they're here and mm-hmm. nothing really exciting is happening. And so if you're a kid who wants instant gratification, yeah. it's 10 pages of exposition right. uh, and a little bit of clues planted, but not the rock'em sock'em flying car kind of thing that you get later in the series. Yes, so, exactly. So I think in that case, it's good to be the adult reading because you can either speed it up a little bit or animate it enough with your voice that the kid stays exactly. awake. Exactly. And they're already used to me making funny voices. And stuff, yeah. So. I'm on it. By the way, what house? Ravenclaw. Really? Yeah. I, I'm I'm hoping, I, I feel Gryffindor, but I'm pretty much Hufflepuff, I think. Well, I don't know. I, uh, I, I could. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I'm almost, you took the Pottermore test? I, I, I don't dare. Yeah. I don't dare. You don't want to know? I don't want to know. I seriously don't want to know. If I come out Slytherin, I would be so disappointed. Yeah, so disappointed. But you look great in green, though. So. I do. I yeah. actually I do. So yeah, there you go. All right. Well, maybe you know, get the kids interested, and and we'll do it all in one shot. Yes. So, uh, but I will have links to all of the Potteresque things that we talked about here as well on the show page at popdickjam.com. And we got to go. It's time to go. Yes. We got to go. You're losing your voice, so we might as well. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those rattly allergy days, and you know, it's all that yelling at the TV for the World Cup. true that is true we got to thank the bros thank you bros buildbybros.com build something with the bros if you think it they'll build it yes and thank you listeners each and every one of you thank you very much even maybe new listeners we've gotten because you found us on google Podcasts. yes exactly yes and leave us a review if you have yes tell us how much you love the show yes or just tell us what you think and again apologies to the yiddish speakers yes yes Yes, we're going to have to get the yiddish censor in here yes indeed yes so until next time when we're back with more I'm J.D. Beersdorf and I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have a magical week. Bye.